Hare Krishna. Thanks for coming, everybody, to today's Thanksgiving Srimad Bhagavatam class. We're all so fortunate to be here together. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening online. We're going to read from the Srimad Bhagavatam, have a little talk. First, we'll chant. Jai Radha Madhava. Jai Radha Madhava. Kunja Bihari. Jai Radha Madhava. Kunja Bihari. Jaya Gopi Janavalava Girivada Dari Jaya Gopi Janavalava Girivada Dari Shodanandana Braja Jananjana Shodanandana Braja Jananjana Jamunatiravanachari Jamunati Ravanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jaya Gopi Janavalava Girivada Dari Jaya Gopi Janavalava Girivara Dari Yashodanandana Braja Jananjana Yashodanandana Braja Jananjana Jamunati Ravanachari Jamunati Ravanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari 
Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Prabhupada, 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 Jaya Jaya Prabhupada, Jaya Jaya Guru Dev, Guru Dev, Guru Dev, Jaya Jaya Guru Nitai Gora Premanandi, Savior of the whole world, His Divine Grace, Shri A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Shri Prabhupada Ki. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 11, Text Number 26 Shriyo Nivaso Yashora Shriyo Nivaso Yashora Panapatram Mukam Drisham Panapatram Mukam Drisham Bavoloka Palanam Bhavo loka palanam Sharanaganam padam bujam Sharanaganam padam bujam Panapatram mukam drisam Bavoloka palanam Saranaganam padam bujam Triyo nivaso yashora 
Panaputram mukam drasam. Bhavoloka palana palanam. Saranganam padam bujam. Please repeat. Excuse me. Of the goddess of fortune. Nivasha. Residential palace. Yasya. One whose. Ura. Chest. Panapatram. The drinking pot. Mukam. Face. Drisam. Of eyes. Babaha. The arms. Loka Palanam. Of the administrative demigods. Saranaganam. Of the devotees who talk and sing of the essence or substance. Padaam Bujam. The lotus feet. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, Shri A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Shri Prabhupada Ki. Translation, the Lord's chest is the abode of the goddess of fortune. His moonlike face is the drinking vessel for eyes which hanker after all that is beautiful. His arms are the resting places for the administrative demigods and His lotus feet are the refuge of pure devotees who never talk or sing of any subject except His Lordship. Please repeat, the Lord's chest is the abode of the goddess of fortune. 
His moon-like face is the drinking vessel for the uh, for eyes, which hanker after all that is beautiful. His arms are the resting places for the administrative demigods, and his lotus feet are the refuge of pure devotees who never talk or sing of any subject except His Lordship. The Lord's chest is the abode of the goddess of fortune. His moonlike face is the drinking vessel for eyes which hanker after all that is beautiful. His arms are the resting places for the administrative demigods. And His lotus feet are the refuge of pure devotees who never talk or sing of any subject except His Lordship. Purport. There are different classes of human beings, all seeking different enjoyments from different objects. There are persons who are seeking after the favor of the goddess of fortune. And for them, the Vedic literatures give information that the Lord is always served with, with all reverence by thousands and thousands of goddesses of fortune at the Chintamani Dam. And there's a uh, asterisk, so we go down below, and Prabhupada has quoted the Brahma Samhita. Chintamani prakarasadmashukalpa riksha laksarva trestu surabhi apiladilantam Lakshmi Shrahastra Satasam Brahma Seva Manam Govindamadi Purusham Tamaham Bhajamin Brahma Samhita 5.29 So, goddesses of thousands and thousands of goddesses of fortune at the Chintamani Dam the transcendental abode of the Lord where the trees are all desire trees and the buildings are made of touchstone. The Lord Govinda is engaged there in herding the Sarabi cows as His natural occupation. These goddesses of fortune can be seen automatically if we are attracted by the bodily features of the Lord. The impersonalists cannot observe such goddesses of fortune because of their dry, speculative habit. Those who are artists, overtaken by the beautiful creation, should better see to the beautiful face of the Lord for complete satisfaction. The face of the Lord is the embodiment of beauty. What they call beautiful nature is but His smile. And what they call the sweet songs of the birds are but specimens of the whispering voice of the Lord. There are administrative demigods in charge of departmental service of cosmic management. And there are tiny administrative gods in the state service. They are always afraid of other competitors. But if they take shelter of the arms of the Lord, the Lord can protect them always from the attacks of enemies. A faithful servant of the Lord engaged in the service of administration is the ideal executive head 
and we can well and can well protect the interest of the people in general. Other so-called administrators are symbols of anachronisms leading to the acute distress of the people who are governed by them. The administrators can remain safely under the protection of the arms of the Lord. The essence of everything is the Supreme Lord. He is called the Saram. Those who sing and talk about Him are called the Sarangas, or the pure devotees. The pure devotees are always hankering after the lotus feet of the Lord. The lotus has a kind of honey which is transcendentally relished by the devotees. They are like the bees who are always after the honey. Srila Rupa Goswami, the great devotee Acharya of the Gaudiya Vaishnava Sampradaya, has sung a song about this lotus honey, comparing himself to the bee. O my Lord Krishna, I beg to offer my prayers unto you. My mind is like the bee, and it is and it is after some honey. Therefore, kindly excuse me, kindly therefore give my bee mind a place at your lotus feet, which are the resources for all transcendental honey. I know that even big demigods like Brahma do not see the rays of the nails of your lotus feet even though they are engaged in deep meditation for years together. Still, O infallible one, my ambition is such, for you are very merciful to your surrendered devotees. O Madhava, I I know also that I have no genuine devotion for the service of your lotus feet. But because your lordship is inconceivably powerful, you can do what is impossible to be done. Your lotus feet can deride even the nectar of the heavenly kingdom, and therefore I am very much attracted to them. O Supreme Eternal, please, therefore, let my mind be fixed at your lotus feet so that eternally I may be able to relish the taste of your transcendental service. Closed quotes. The devotees are satisfied with being placed at the lotus feet of the Lord and have no ambition to see His all-beautiful face or aspire for the protection of the strong arms of the Lord. They are humble by nature. And the Lord is always leaning towards such humble devotees. Omagana Tinrandasya Jananjanan Salakaya Chakshu and Militam Jaina Tasma Shri Guravena Mahashri Chaitanya Manobisham Shapitam Jaina Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadanti Swapadantikam. I was born in the darkest ignorance, and my spiritual master is opening my eyes with the torchlight of knowledge. I offer my humble obeisances under the dust of his lotus feet. Nama Om Mishnu Padaya Krishna Pastaya Bhutale Shimati Tamal Krishna Goswamini Tinamani. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Shimati Bhakti Vedanta Swamini Tinamani Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nirvisesha Sunyavari Paskatidi Shatarine Vanchakopatru Bhaischa Kripasindivaseva Cha Patitanam Pavanebio Vaishnavabio Namonamaha 
Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sri Gora Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So what an amazing verse from the Spotless Purana, the Srimad Bhagavatam. Lord Krishna's entrance into Dwarka. We're reading Krishna is coming back to Dwarka after so many months, year, years away at the Battle of Kurukshetra. So now he's coming back and we're hearing about Krishna and we're hearing about Krishna's devotees in Dwarka. So it's very amazing, very amazing to hear how the devotees are... Uh, so attracted to the Lord. They're so anxious to see Him. They've been missing Him for so long. And so what are they doing? They're, they're giving thanks, right? And that's the day that we celebrate today. Thanksgiving. We give thanks. We, we give our thankfulness to the Lord for all He's done for us, for the creation, for our existence. We give thanks for others in our lives that are so kind and nice and help us. So this uh, concept of giving thanks and appreciating finds its fullness, its full measure when we appreciate the spiritual master and his connecting us to the Supreme Lord. We should be uh, so grateful for that. And always feel our whole life that we, we can never repay that debt. That we have to work constantly, every day, all day, every moment to repay that debt to the spiritual master. Because he set us on this course of Krishna consciousness and saved us from the worst fate, right? The samsara, the constant birth, old age, disease, and death. You know, we have a chance to get out of this material world. This horrible place of suffering that appears to be nice for some people, right? And sometimes it's even nice for us occasionally, right? We think, we, well, maybe I could be happy here, move around or get a better house or better situation. And, and then you start to get old and your body starts to fall apart and you start to realize, I'm not going to be here very long. This material world is actually not such a great deal. All the things I was ch- chasing after are so illusory. There's such illusory pleasure, right? So we realize that. We become devotees. We appreciate Krishna. And so we're so fortunate. And so on really every day of the week for a devotee is Thanksgiving, right? We come and we do Guru Puja for Srila Prabhupada every single day. Did everybody, does everyone know, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but this that didn't happen in the Gaudiya Mat. You know, they did Guru Puja once a year for the spiritual master. When Prabhupada came to America, he he established that every day to give so much more mercy, right? To give mercy to his disciples and to his grand disciples and to his great grand disciples and to the whole world, right? So that when we worship the spiritual master, it helps us focus our minds. Okay, this is the person. This is the person I need to follow, to, to read, to learn from, to accept, read his books, and then take, take, uh, uh, initiation from one of his disciples or grand disciples, right? Who are in the line of Srila Prabhupada. 
And then you're, you're hooked up to this line that begins with Srila Rupa Goswami, right? We are all Rupa Nuga Vaishnavas. The, uh, Brahma Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya. So important. The principal follower of Lord Chaitanya, principal followers of the Goswamis. And it's, it's, it, we, we get, we, we all want, uh, to see beautiful things, right? We all want to, uh, uh, taste, taste, uh, tasty food. We all want to have a nice place to live and nice people around us. And if you just become a devotee, all of those things will happen automatically. Krishna will take care of it. <laughs> it's amazing. But we, we also get a chance to understand what is so attractive. What is it that's attracting the pure devotee, Srila Prabhupada? We know from Prabhupada's lifetime there were times that he exhibited transcendental ecstatic emotions. That he would go into a trance when he was chanting Jai Radha Madhava. This happened once or twice, right? And Prabhupada said he, he went into a, a kind of trance and he stopped chanting it and, and he just was there. Devotees didn't know what to do. So they just chanted quietly and waited. He came out of the trance shortly thereafter and they said, and he said, Everything is there in that prayer. Jayarada Madhava. The gopis, the gopas, uh, Yashoda, Nanda, everything is there. The cows, Vrindavan. And I just noticed when I was chanting it today, if you see where Srila Prabhupada is sitting and you look at the two paintings that are across from him, that's those the Jayarada Madhava prayer. It's right there. Prabhupada has the gopis. There's the uh, Radharani and Krishna and the gopis are chanting in the Ras Lila. Then there's Krishna with Nanda and Yashoda underneath Govardhan Hill. So it's all there. So we can just, you just understand that Prabhupada is in constant ecstasy remembering these pastimes. And in fact, the pure devotee is in so much ecstasy, he can't, he can't even, can't do anything else really, right? Because he's relishing Krishna so much. So they have to come down from a higher platform to a mid, mid-level platform so they can preach, right? So sometimes Prabhupada showed us what his real inner nature was. You know, what he was really relishing all the time was Krishna's lotus face. And we're going to hear actually what the proper position is for devotees. We're, we're supposed to be attached to the lotus feet. But we still get to hear about Krishna's lotus face, right? Because we're all attracted to that. And so, um, in an earlier purport, it's very, very interesting. I wanted to, in uh, text number 23, there it is. Lord Krishna is worthy of all glories. And the praying brahmanas and others were glorified themselves by chanting the glories of the Lord. So when we glorify, Krishna is worthy of all glories. And when we uh, glorify Krishna, we're glorified ourselves. Seeing Krishna is, um, Prabhupada tells us in the purport of the 24th verse, to have a look at the Lord is a great festive occasion, undoubtedly. 
as it was considered by the metropolitan ladies of Dwarka. The transcendental form of the Lord installed in a temple is not different from the Lord personally. Such a form of the Lord is called Archa Vigraha, or the Archa Incarnation, and is expanded by the Lord by His internal potency just to facilitate the devotional service of His innumerable devotees who are in the material world. Our material senses cannot see Krishna. We, we can't see Krishna because He's spiritual. So Krishna takes a form and comes into the material world so we can see Him. That's the deity form. Krishna is so kind. He comes in a way that we can see Him. Now the ladies of Dwarka, when Krishna comes in, they go onto the roof, right? And they can look down and see Krishna. And every time they see Him, they don't think, oh, I've seen Krishna many times. I don't need to see him again. I'll cook, I'll get ready to do something. No! Every time as if they can't get enough. Right? And every time like they've never seen him before. They just want to see Krishna again. They can never be satisfied seeing Krishna. He is the reservoir of all beauty. Then we have today's verse. It's very interesting. And Prabhupada breaks it down. What each of the sentences of this text mean. The Lord's chest is the abode of the goddess of fortune. And Prabhupada says, the Lord is always served with reverence by thousands and thousands of goddesses of fortune at the Chintamani Dam. What's the Chintamani Dam? Goloka Vrindavan, right? Where Krishna is in the spiritual world with his cows, his cowherd boyfriends, his cowherd girlfriends, his mom, his dad, so many associates. Chintamani Dam, a transcendental abode where the trees are all desire trees and the buildings are made of touchstone. What do these touchstone buildings and desire trees help the devotees do? Sorry? Excuse me, right. They help them to serve the Lord. Do they help them to uh, go to the movies? Get a nice motor car? That's what I'd be asking for, right? <laughs> if my house was touched on, I'd have a new Porsche 911 in the driveway, right? That's not what they're for. <laughs> when you get a little more advanced, I may say, wait a minute. How about a gold chariot for Lord Jagannath's Rathiatra? Wow, that would be way better. You know, so that's, that's literally what we're, we're having to deal with. How do we take our lives now? And make them so that we're always doing something for Krishna. And Prabhupada makes the point, excuse me, that goddesses of fortune can be seen automatically if we are attracted by the bodily features of the Lord. The personalists, impersonalists can never see that. But the devotees get to see it because they're interested in Krishna and they want to see Krishna. So one day, when you become advanced enough, you're going to see there's goddesses of fortune around Radhakalachanji, right? There's actually goddesses of fortune that come and are part of their pastimes. They're not manifest to us yet, but we'll be able to see it one day. Prabhupada is saying that right here. The face of the Lord is the embodiment of beauty. What people call, what, 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 what is known as beautiful nature, 
the things, beautiful things we see in nature, and there's a lot of beautiful places, right? Hawaii and mountains and lakes, and, you know, it's, it's pretty. But that's just his smile. That's just the Lord's smile, just his smile. The face, um, the birds, the sweet songs of the birds are but specimens of the whispering voice. So the most beautiful birds, the most beautiful singing you ever heard, that's just the whisper of the Lord. Think how much more beautiful it would be to hear the Lord's voice, to see the Lord's face in full measure, right? The um, His moonlike face is the drinking vessel for eyes which hanker after all that is beautiful. So when you hanker after something, you're going to drink something, the Lord's face is that is what holds the 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 drinking vessel. It 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 it's the it's it holds the thing that we want to relish, the beauty that we want to relish. Isn't that a nice metaphor? The way it's used, the example it's given. His arms are the resting places for the administrative demigods. Now, Prabhupada takes a a, a moment here to mention demigods and he mentions did you notice this he calls them he said the 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 faithful servants of the lord the demigods the administrators can remain safely under the protection of the arms of the lord right the arms are protection you know they're strong they're strength and these strong arms of the lord The strong arms of the Lord are where the demigods stay, right? And the demigods' strength is coming from Krishna, right? And so, uh, protection are powerful arms, right? You're protected by the powerful arms of the Lord. The um, he called them tiny administrators. Let me see where that was. Okay, I got ahead of myself. The uh, there are administrative demigods in charge of departmental service of cosmic management, and there are tiny administrative gods. He doesn't say demigods in the state service. They are always afraid of other competitors. So who is Prabhupada referring to? Yeah, yeah, the current leaders that we have now. <laughs> the administrators that we have in the material world. And he calls them tiny. Tiny. And um, they're always afraid of others taking their position. But if they take shelter of the arms of the Lord, the Lord can protect them from always from the attacks of enemies. The demigods always take shelter of Krishna, so they're always protected. But little, little, you know, governors and presidents and, you know, administrators of the state, they uh, are symbols of anachronisms. What's an anachronism? Anachronism is something that's futile, right? It's anachronistic means it's it's supposed to do something, but it doesn't really work. Is that right? Do you all agree? 
Anachronism. Anachronism is something that used to work, maybe, but now it, it's just not functioning right. And it's, it's so, these anachronisms, they're symbols of anachronisms, of failures, leading to acute distress of the people who are governed by them. Aren't we seeing that today? People are in acute distress. Some of them are overtaxed. Some of them are undertaxed, right? Some of them are being told, well, you gotta wear a mask. I don't want to wear a mask. (laughs) And others say, you have to tell someone else to wear a mask because I'm worried and I want them to wear a mask. And the administrators don't know what to do. (laughs) Do we tell them to wear a mask? We just tell them, don't wear a mask, wear a mask. So they're trying to do their best, right? And they're constantly afraid. Oh, if I tell everybody to wear a mask, then I won't get elected, right? I won't get reelected. So I'm not going to tell everybody to wear a mask because all my supporters say, don't wear a mask. But then their supporters don't wear masks and they get COVID and one or two percent of them die. They pass away. So it's interesting how we see what's happening with COVID in the material world. It's a wake up call, isn't it? Like everything, every distressful situation or difficulty in the world. Isn't it there to to remind us? Concentrate on Krishna, right? Focus on your spiritual efforts. Don't don't put your faith in the material world. Don't put your faith in what you're going to do tomorrow or what your profession is or what your next day is going to be because it might not come, right? You may not have it tomorrow. So do your effort today to understand Krishna. And it, it will actually make you so happy that you won't worry about things in the same way, right? You'll still do things, right? You still have to have a job and take care of your family to so come to the temple, but it will be such a way that you'll see how Krishna is actually doing it for you. He's taking care of us. And we will actually be able to taste this special honey that's in a lotus flower. Do you know, has anyone ever tasted lotus honey? Can you get lotus, get honey from a flower? Yeah, yeah, maybe you can get the taste of the honey, right? You've seen, now they, they might give, somebody might give the honey that name, Lotus Honey, right? But that's just a name to sell it, right? But, you know, or flavored, Lotus flavored honey, right? But a bee has to go and land on the, land on the lotus and take the nectar out of the, the lotus and then the bees chew it and then they spit it out and that's the, you know, they make honey and they store that for their young, right? So, uh, there's, the Lord are like lotus feet. And so, Rupa Goswami prays in the song, my mind is like the bee, and it is after some honey. And he asked Krishna for the transcendental honey from your lotus feet. And he says, even the great demigods like Brahma do not see the, the beautiful effulgence of the nails of your lotus feet, even though they're engaged in your meditation for many years. But my ambition, Lord, is that you, uh, since you're so merciful to your surrendered devotees and I'm trying to be surrendered, O Madhava, I know also that I have no genuine devotion for the service of, of your lotus feet. But because your lordship is inconceivably powerful... You can do what is impossible to be done. Your lotus feet can deride even the nectar of the heavenly kingdom. And therefore, I am very much attracted to them. 
O Supreme Eternal, please therefore let my mind be fixed at your lotus feet so that eternally I may be able to relish the taste of your transcendental service. So this is very interesting verse. Rupa Goswami is explaining what we've all heard before that you know we're supposed to start at Krishna's lotus feet and work up, right? And we hear that the lotus feet are um, the the beautiful lotus feet of the Lord. You have the uh, the lotus feet are like nectar. What's the what's the way we refer to them? Lotus feet, the, uh, um, can't think of the right way that Krishna's lotus feet, there, there's a term we use and, and it means they are nectarian. They, they're, they're the, uh, they're, they're the goal, right? That doesn't make sense, is it? If we're servants, shouldn't we be looking at the Lord's body and we serve Krishna? We should see his face. But Rupa Goswami is going deeply here and he's explaining something that for me, I didn't always understand. You know, what, what do you, what is it about the lotus feet that are so relishable to the point that Prabhupada says at the end of the purport, the devotees are satisfied with being placed at the lotus feet of the Lord and have no ambition to see his all beautiful face or aspire for the protection of the strong arms of the Lord. They are humble by nature, and the Lord is always leaning towards such humble devotees. So it must mean that the devotee that doesn't aspire to just see the Lord's beautiful face all the time and drink in that pleasure constantly, the devotees that are say, say, Lord, I just want the nectar that comes from your service. And when you're a servant, you're at the feet, right? The, the servants are at the feet of the master. And so, if you're always at the lotus feet of the master, of the one you want to serve, and the one you want to serve is Krishna, right? Then you get nectar. You get a special kind of nectar that's not available elsewhere. The Lord has lotus feet, so the nectar from these lotus feet you get like a bee drinks from a flower, gets that tasty nectar. And you see bees, they're mad for that nectar, right? They're mad and they, they, they have a hive mentality and when they get some and they share it and then they can communicate to each other and other bees and say, go to this area, you know, there's, there's lots of nectar here and the bees collect it and the hive is real happy and the hive goes through. It's like that for us. We should be that way, collecting the nectar. And that's really what we do, isn't it? We get together and we read Bhagavatam and we, we pull out some nectar. And we go, wow, this is interesting how we're figuring out. Krishna is explaining to us, Prabhupada is explaining to us what is Krishna's creation and what is the nature of Krishna in our relationship to him. Because it's there's really amazing details to to our service to Krishna. The Brahma Vagodya Sampradaya is very special. We serve Radha Krishna in a very, very special way in Goloka Vrindavan. 
And so the Goswamis are, uh, wrote all these amazing literatures, right? And so some people say, well, maybe I should read those literatures. I don't need to read Prabhupada's books. Prabhupada has put it in here, hasn't he? So anyone who thinks you're not getting the Goswamis, you're getting the Goswamis in a way that you can digest it, in a way that you can actually understand it. Because if you try to read it on your own and you're not ready, you won't understand it, right? You have to approach, you have to understand things at, at the level that you're at. And, and the, this is the book for us. Srimad Bhagavatam. We should be so familiar with it, inside and out. And, and we, you can dive deep into it. Every purport, every verse, you can just go so deep. But Prabhupada has really given us something special here. Because it, it, it explains that doing devotional service is not dry. It's not boring. It's not not attached to Krishna. It is always attached to Krishna. And it's why the same service as, say, mopping the floor in a bathroom in the temple is just as good as doing service on the, alt- on the altar. Isn't that amazing? If you clean up Krishna's temple, if you cook for Krishna, if you cut vegetables for Krishna, if you take out the garbage for Krishna, right? There's always piles of trash cans, right? You take the trash out. Krishna appreciates that just as much as if you go on the altar and decorate him. And Prabhupada says, this is... This is the, uh, the, that makes us humble. It makes us humble. The devotees are humble by nature, and the Lord is always leaning towards such humble devotees. Interesting, huh? He's not leaning towards the devotee that always wants to see his beautiful face and relish the nectar of his beautiful face. That's like Vaikuntha, right? That's, that's where the devotees go who just want to relish the beauty of Krishna. And they get a body that's almost as good as Krishna, right? Almost like Him, except for a few features. And then they just they, they just look at Vishnu all day long, right? They're always... But in for us, it's Goloka Vrindavan. We serve Krishna in a loving, loving, intimate way in Goloka Vrindavan. So what an amazing uh, uh, verse and purport. And thank you for listening. I appreciate it. And that's really all I can say. It's 8.30, so we should probably head out into our busy days. Any comments or questions? No? Okay. Well, everybody have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Let's give thanks. I give thanks for all of you and all the devotees for the opportunity for me to be here. Please forgive any offenses, anything I said. And uh, please chant Hare Krishna. Thank you all. Go, Papa, give.